My name is Miss Tiffany Morgan. Rowing away. <laughs> it's Troy. What's going on here? Just a whole lot of celebrity. Cosmer Blood. Hello, sweet peas. Hello, sweet peas. <laughs> oh, Rowena, you're looking so fashionable right now. Thank you. I uh, I had no idea what to wear, and I had no idea what wig to put on. So I'm wearing a hat and a trench coat because apparently I own like five trench coats. <laughs> I didn't know you. I had I had no idea about the trench coats. Uh, yeah, I, um, um, it's a lovely silver lame kind of trench coat right now. Yes, it's very uh, spy who shagged me. And like I, I said to you earlier, your makeup is kind of giving me like um, uh, I don't know why it's giving me a Tina Burner, but because That's Tina Burner was always like Tina Burner, but I know she never had the smoky eyes. Maybe it's just how it looks like your face is like you know higher cheekbones or something. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but. Anyways, uh, yeah, I did weird makeup and I threw on some uh, clothes. And I, I decided to wig, get. And I was like, it doesn't work, so this is what I went with. And I decided to get up off the couch <clears throat> and put on my pink shirt because it was uh, the International Day of Pink this last week. I thought uh, that so was on Wednesday. Uh, that was on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. April fourteenth. So. Yes, but here's to stopping cyberbullying. Stopping cyberbullying. Exactly what we do on this show. (laughs) Stop cyberbullying me, Rowena. I can't. It's just so easy. (laughs) That is rude. That is terribly rude. I know. I know. But what what can I expect from a co host? So. You're listening to What's the Maple Tea? Right, right, yeah. This is What's the Maple Tea. Uh, It's the podcast, live broadcast podcast, where we talk about drag race and all the other drag races and Kingston drag and clearly just anything we want to. Because... Yeah. It's not scripted. Not scripted. And who's going to stop us? I mean, come on. They tried to stop you singing, and that just made you sing more. It did make me sing more. Uh, although my, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't warmed up the vocal cords yet today. Oh, okay. The hills are alive today. with the sound of music. Okay, there we go. No, that wow. was not a good. That was not good. That was not good. That was not good. <laughs> no, no, that was a choice. Mm-mm. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, Robina, do, do you want to get into it then? Do you... Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Because we've been following along season 13, RuPaul's Drag Race, forever and a day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I don't think... I don't, I don't think we're... Yeah, we're almost done. <laughs> and I think a few people want us to be done. But we're. I'm so invested in it still. I don't... Like, I'm bored of it, but I'm still invested. <laughs> Is that an oxymoron? I'm still invested, but at this point, I really don't care who wins except for one person. So I, at this point, like I, I'm, I've had a good season. We've had a good season, and I'm kind of just ready for it to be done so I can see some new queens. Well, and and maybe we can talk about the upcoming shows after season 13 because there's a lot of other programs going to be going out there in the world and we're going to be able to see drag from across the world. One of them being a big one is an English speaking, an English speaking country, which uh, mimics the USA quite a bit, which is (laughs) Australia. (laughs) Wait, they mimic the USA. What are you talking about? Oh my God, girl, girl, girl. Hey, right now they're beating the USA. They have uh, parties and Mardi Gras and all that stuff, and no one's dying. Well, yeah, Australia is very interesting. When when you, I've never been. I've ne- let's just say I've never been to Australia. The closest I've been was in Bali, and I would turn on the TV, and the only TV you would get is Australian news and stuff like that. So it was really interesting getting that aspect. But also talking to friends and 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 them sharing stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Australia is a, it's an interesting culture because they were really about public health, you know, during COVID. Mm-hmm. They shut they shut down borders between the different states, even uh, limited travel, which I think is probably a really great mechanism for public health. Well, um, you get to uh, experience that now because Ontario just <laughs> did the same thing. What? Oh, yeah. We're at stay at home. As of today, no, Ontario, as of today, just uh, announced that people coming in from Quebec and Montreal for non-essential reasons will be turned back. Sorry, Quebec and uh, Manitoba, not Montreal. What? Yeah. That seems a bit harsh and unnecessary because we're the biggest (laughs) outbreak, aren't we? Well, I mean, they're trying to prevent more from coming in, I guess. I, I'm i not entirely sure, but that just happened. So, Wow, I, I'm out of the loop. Thank you, Rowena. I'm totally out of the loop. Yes, this is, uh, this is your public broadcast speaking, uh, your daily COVID <laughs> announcement. <laughs> but with the, when it comes to Australia, though, too, so, so they have that dynamic, but they're very, like, Republican-y kind of conservative- you know, hmm. politics and stuff like that, um, which is just, like, weird. But then they have Mardi Gras, which is a really big gay festival in Sydney. And, yeah, so speaking it'll of be interesting to see. Speaking of Australia, I just started sewing an outfit inspired by Kylie Minogue. I'm very excited. I should be done it this weekend, so. I can't get you out of my head. <laughs> That's the song that everybody knows. Uh, well, yeah. Oh my God. When that song first came out in the nightclubs, when I was young. 
old were you going to say? What was that age you were going to say? I have no idea how how old was I when that first came out. This is the maple tea. You're supposed to speak the tea, not withhold the tea. Um, I don't know. When did it come out? Early 2000s, right? I think I it came out. I want to say early 2000s. I was in elementary school. <laughs> so I would have been at the bars and the nightclubs. I think I would have been probably 21 or 22 or something. When Kingston still had a gay bar. It, well, yes, there was a gay bar. Yes, mm-hmm. it was called Wally's at the time, at that point. Or, well, 477 might have been still open. Um, but, yeah, anyway. It was Anyways, fun. We, it was uh, we fun. go on another tangent. We go on another tangent yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. So, so we'll see week, we'll see drag queens around the world. Yes, we'll get to see this drag week. queens from Australia, Spain, UK, probably more Netherlands as well, Thailand. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll be watching the Australian one because I'll be able to understand their language. So, see, I loved the Netherlands one because, like, although I did have to read subtitles the entire time because I. Um, a lot of them spoke English, and the looks were so good. Some of their fashions are really good, especially like Chelsea Boy, really incredible. Envy Peru. I heard. I heard about. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Oh, they I were the winner. It. I enjoyed it. Anyway, All right, so, so this yes, past week's um, episode was the final episode of the season, the final official episode, because we still have the reunion tonight and we have the finale next week but this was the final like competition based episode in the workroom oh okay so from here on in they're not in the workroom correct correct okay so we had our final four queens uh candy muse rose simone and got mick and they got to have their spectacular tic tac Lunches with Michelle and Rue. <laughs> I hope you're hungry, girl. Oh, I, 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 I totally forgot about that. I was like, what did they do? I just remembered the, um, the song. So yeah, there was, I do like the, I do like that one-on-one. I, I kind of wish they had more of that, to be honest. Well, um, I, I, I think that Rue just doesn't want to talk to people. And so having a one-on-one earlier in the season with more queens probably doesn't suit her idea of getting paid to show up, judge, and leave. Okay. That's, that's, that's my guess. That's my guess. That's but interesting. <laughs> that being said, I, I do enjoy the Tic Tac lunches because it's a chance for us to really, like, like, we're kind of getting to know the queens all throughout, but then you really get, like, those final few questions, like, like, what do they actually want? Like, why are they there? All those things. Yeah. Yeah, you really get to know the individuals um, on a much more personal level sort of thing. And then you also get to see them um, in front of their idols, right? It's true. And and it's you can see there's like a little glimmer in their eyes. If you don't see a glimmer in their eyes, um, I think half the time Rue's not really going to engage them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I feel Um, like Michelle is there for when Rue's just not feeling it. Yeah, but Rue was really, really, really into into Got Mick there. Really into Got Mick, really enjoying uh, Got Mick's story. Um, Really enjoying learning about 
learning about like her or uh yeah about her experiences um getting into drag and how she identifies in drag and also like his experience transitioning like it's it was a really interesting conversation well it and it, it, it's it's a history moment right this is the first you know, first transgender trans man to ever compete on the show, and first trans man to ever make it to the top four. So, yeah, and they already went through like all these all these um, queens who are there have we we've all had those it, it like this journey hasn't necessarily been like completely smooth or whatever like that, no. right? Um. There, there's there's always been those little um, challenges and triumphs and stuff like that. But some of us, you know, it's, it's a, bit of, a bit of a longer, you know, tough, rocky story sort of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, it was really nice listening to, because you got to hear that from all four contestants, really, right? Well, um, except, so, except for Rosé, who... Uh, yeah, that seemed a little... Rosé's kind of the first, the first queen who's made it to the top that we haven't had, like, a... I'm going to say a sob story, like a story that makes you want to cry because Rosé was like, was like, I was supported. My, my family supported me. They come to my shows. They want me to be a star. Like you don't hear that very often on Drag Race. And I think you don't hear that very often in the gay community either. Most of the stories you hear are those negative ones about not fitting in, not feeling accepted, not being able to find your place. And Rosé doesn't have that. And I actually think that that was a good bit of representation as well. Because mm. it's good to identify that there are loving, caring families. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, well, I, you know, it's funny that you should say that. Because quite often, they always say, you know, you remember the bad things more than the good things. Mm-hmm. And the, there's, I always have this one story from my, uh, my history the first time my mother went to go see uh, me and drag do a drag show. Um, and I guess, I guess it was back in 2001 as well. <laughs> but uh, she, the next day she went shopping um, and she bought me um, some, sh- some drag shoes, the glittery drag shoes. It was just really, really adorable. Um <laughs> <laughs> terrible on the feet terrible on the feet but still like you know you're like oh my god my mother was like really really like really into this now like wow well, and um, so you know it's yeah. it's good to talk about the good stories too it's the same thing here like when I, when I first started doing drag my parents were a little like like well what but then when I told them I was like I'm performing they're like oh oh awesome great and my mom's like oh well I have this fantastic like vintage belt that your grandmother gave me would you like it? And so it's like this leopard print, like real, like real leopard print fur belt from, I'm going to say like the forties that I have for my, like for my drag, which I absolutely adore. It's, it's so cute. Wait, I, (laughs) are you trying to tell me that you come from a long line of cougars? <laughs> exactly, yes. I come from a long line of uh, leopard print aficionados. <laughs> cougars. 
Oh my gosh, that is a, that is a great story. That is a really great story too. Yeah. See, I like I like this about uh, you know here we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race uh, season thirteen. Everyone hates it, uh, <laughs> but you know we're able to draw out the good stuff. <laughs> have to draw out the good stuff if you don't talk about the good stuff then all you're left with is the depressing stuff and then you're just sad yeah exactly speaking of sad <laughs> no kidding um <laughs> so, so it, it, it that was a really great uh discussion though about um about uh, uh girl from new york there rose yes oh, rose um, that was a really good point so candy also had a very uh very lively discussion oh. with uh uh, with Roe and Michelle. She, I mean, she is a character. And we know from many episodes past that they love her. They love her. They love her personality. They yeah. love her energy. Um, but I thought it was really nice to see Michelle call, finally, Candy out on some of those outfits. Because Candy's <laughs> runways have been rough. Like... Like drag across the road a couple hundred meters. Yeah, there have been a few of those outfits recently too, like the the last runways mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that they have not really been thought out that much. Well, um, it's an interesting point to think about that when the season runs this long, the girls start to run out of drag. So candy. The wig that Candy wore on the runway this week was actually a wig that Mick wore previously in one of the other challenges. So I'm a little confused. I re- so there was the COVID special that they did, and they talked about the challenges because when they were preparing to film, uh, fabric cl- places were closed down. This mm-hmm. was, and that was closed down. So maybe that explains these outfits. But I also heard, I thought I also heard about this episode. They asked all the queens to provide their final number looks ahead of time before they started filming. So I, yeah. then at that point, I'm like, oh, are they just changing things up? Or what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. But I did hear actually that they had uh, originally planned for five queens to do the song. Oh, where did you hear that made, little rumor? Um, just, you know, the Reddit. Oh, the, oh the Reddit. Oh, she's on the Reddits now. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so apparently for the song Lucky, which is their finale song, the final four had to record the song Lucky by RuPaul, uh, which is... A little bit of a bop, but not really my thing. Um, but apparently, those lingerie-style corset outfits that they wore in the video, they actually, the producers had previously made five of them. So for Olivia, as well as the other ones. However, we don't know if that was just in case Olivia stayed when Candy went. Or if that was because there were supposed to be five people. No one knows. Or you just have a backup fifth one that's like a petite size versus a large size. I don't know. Like, you know, as an emergency. Or you just do it. is saying they are false rumors. So maybe they're all false rumors. (laughs) And I'm just spreading lies. 
Well, you know, this is a gossip show. Uh, this is tea. It's tea, dear. It's so. Gossip Girl. <laughs> so uh, going back to the one-on-one interviews, the Tic Tac Lunch, um, I learned so much more about Simone Simonier, like mm-hmm. that I had no idea that there was a connection with Gigi Good. Um, I had no idea either. The House of Avalon. Yeah, I I had no idea. And just hearing the story of that, like when you, it kind of makes you like, oh my God, that's a movie. That's like a, that's like Thelma and Louise movie right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, like an entire CGD house. And Simone. Well, I did see some photos. They did some photo shoots together, um, in a black and white sort of photos. And it's beautiful, beautiful. Um, of course, they're both skinny, skinny ass bitches. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but just to think like, and the entire house of Avalon, as you called it, um, picked up from like, you know, backwaters USA and moved to Atlanta, Georgia, again, slightly backwaters USA, but bigger, (laughs) has some major, uh, gay scenes there too. So yeah, it was just like, wow. I, I really oh I forgot I can to know what I forgot I can I can show comments here hello from Ottawa <laughs> how did you forget you do it every week I know I know and here someone someone remembers my shoes those were cute shoes Aww. um saying hi to your sister <laughs> no only two can sew yeah there we go uh so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and listening. So uh, I kind of jumped into Simone Simonia. Did you want to talk about uh, that one of one? Um, I mean, I I thought that Simone had a really interesting episode. Actually, the past couple episodes because she's really been kind of breaking down. Wow, I know. <laughs> yes, sorry, sister. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, yes, she's been, she was, she's, she's been, been having some emotional struggles. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls mm-hmm. just coming down off her face. It's it's just insane. Yeah. Uh even in the one on ones and stuff like that. So I'm like, what what what's going on here? I don't understand. Um I, I think she's she, they probably made it to the end of the race. They're exhausted, and she's feeling I mean, she was in the bottom. She had to fight. She's feeling like she's just trying to get there. And now she's having to go through all this emotional stuff. And also probably. Oh, I just lost connection with Rowena. <laughs> I was like, damn it. So what she was saying. Uh, oh, sorry. You're back now. Oh, what happened? Did I leave? I, I lost you when you were just when you were just doing this. You're like, and she hasn't told her story yet. The producers probably haven't. Have, we're telling her like you haven't told your story. You need to tell your story. So. Yeah. I clearly, yeah. I, this has been a long. It's been a long stretch for us, let alone mm-hmm. for them. So yeah, they're physically and emotionally exhausted at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, um, I'm Candy emotionally exhausted at this point. Yeah. Candy's one-on-one, I, I I thought it was revealing, like, you know, 
we all kind of figured that you don't want to be left alone in in a dark uh, hallway or something with Gandhi. And uh, and she she reminded us, yes, <laughs> that her life could have been different. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And you better and be paying she's, her. She's not very respected. <laughs> she's not very respected, which is which is unfortunate because you know what she she is a talented performer. She is funny. She is um, actually quite good at makeup, despite a couple of the looks she's turned. Um, and I think that that calls like that amounts for something. But unfortunately, she is a little bit abrasive, and I imagine that's part of the reason why. I think I like her because she's she's less pageant queen and she's more club queen. Right? She's definitely a club queen. Yeah, yeah, she's more of a club queen. Um, I, I'm and I, I I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn to that. So. Yeah. So. How, how come final... I'm not done up? Because because I'm lazy. <laughs> Sorry, Rowena. Uh, so, the final challenge. The girls had to write verses and then record for RuPaul's new song, Lucky. I won't say hit single because that's not happening. Um, her new song, One of us Lucky. is a recording artist and one of us is a singer. singer. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, the writing of the lyrics and stuff, yeah. The writing of the lyrics and Mick was trying to go all uh, preachy and happy and the girls shot her down. They're like, no, no, girl, this is a brag track. You're talking about how good you are. Do you agree? Do you think that you need to brag on this final track? I think, I think, well, one of the major uh, things about this competition from a competitor point of view is that they need to create strong brands for themselves. Yeah. And by doing that in the song and then that song may be going on tour or whatever it is, because as we seen, you know, um, during COVID, some sometimes you're going on tour with these COVID tours and you're redoing those songs and stuff like that. So I think it, I think it's important from, you know, at all points for the artist to be trying to think of their brand and how to promote their brand and, and sell their brand. So I think it's important to to do that. But I also think for the competition is to put something that it sounds lyric-y, uh, like, uh, like lyrical, lyric-y, lyrical. Lyric-y. Um, lyric-y. And, and, it's a lyric and it's in key. And a, yeah. <laughs> And a little bit of humor in there, too, because that's what the judges kind of always yeah. draw to, right? Everyone everyone so. likes a good laugh. Not everyone likes something serious. A good laugh is always good choice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought... Uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, their choice... I don't remember their lyrics right now. Um, All I, I, I just remember, remember is that... Uh, Candy took a lyric from Gigi Good or from, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Gigi Good from last season. Uh, but I, I just thought that was funny. She borrowed a lyric. She borrowed a lyric? Yeah, it's like from the hood to Hollywood. Oh, okay. But 
Anyways, no big deal. I honestly, none of the verses really stood out to me. Like, the the song was... The song was fine. I thought their performances were all really good. Um, they all had their oh. own little feel. They all had their own... Um, I'm going to say shtick. But <laughs> they they all felt very, very together in that they all fit the song. But they all felt a little bit different and very true to the performer. I, I yeah. I liked how Gottmik kind of went back to kind of traditional Gottmik phase, which I think was mm-hmm. a really important thing to do. Because yeah. um, especially, again, tying back into the branding sort of thing. Um, uh, Rosé Rose. did a very, like, traditional Broadway-esque kind of yes. dance. And you would expect that. And you would, and the lyrics, too, were very kind of Broadway-esque, you mm-hmm. know, like New York-y. Um, and you would expect that from her. Yes. Right. Simone was uh, sensual and uh, enchanting as always, um, playing it on and, the and, she, and she was ner- she was nervous with the dance moves. I remember that. But uh, but when I saw that on you know the final product, she looked really good. Like they mm-hmm. all looked like flawless to me. Yeah. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, was it Candy? Was it Candy who did something lyrically that I was just like. Wow, that's just insane. Then I was able to half comprehend it. <laughs> I think if you could understand any of Candy's lyrics, you won. <laughs> no, I think it was fairly clear though. She was enunciating fairly well, I thought. Well, they did tell her. They did tell her. And in the uh in the aside with Michelle and Rue, Michelle did say that she had to work with Candy to get some like enunciation into that recording. Oh, did she? Okay, um, I know. Th- I know they always joked around about putting subtitles, and they have done put subtitles on her <laughs> before. So <laughs> I love when they subtitle but, the queens. But you know, I, I, oh, Candy, though, I'm, I'm still in love. With, I can, I think I'm in love with Candy, to be honest, because I, I still love the fact that she, she was like this. She was already big. Uh, before the show started with that with those crazy memes and stuff like that the sitting alone mm-hmm. in the vip and stuff um like wow and but got mick though like i'm starting to see a lot of their images now um now that we're like in the final going to be like rose released a couple of videos of her in the um mary queen of scots kind of character mm-hmm. and that was freaking hilarious and then I see this photo shoot. Oh, and TikToks of Got Mick. Got Mick doing TikToks where she call uh, where she calls <laughs> other Drag Race fans and just like, oh, sorry, there's another call coming in. <laughs> like I don't know. These things are just suddenly coming to me, and mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I just it's uh, I think it's all part of the whole branding thing. But anyway, um, let's keep talking about the show because yeah. I watched an episode of something and I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> Okay, so they did their performances, and honestly, like, no standouts. I thought they were all equally good. Um, yeah. But then the runways. The runways. So, their final runways. I can oh, describe them, too, if you don't remember. Uh, was, I have. Uh, drag excellence. So, honestly, at this point, it should be your best drag, or something that really represents you. So... 
The first outfit was Mick. And I, I live, I live. Mick came down the runway in this form-fitting black and white polka dot that basically looked like a mixture between a Dalmatian and a poodle, which I oh, think yes. should be called a pumation <laughs> or a doodle, a deludle. A deludle. <laughs> a deludle or a pumation. I don't know. Anyone? Anyways, so she had it done up all the way onto her face. She had spots on her face. You could see the the real makeup and the black and white makeup. And then her hair was teased so much that she made it angry, but then calmed it down again. And it was so perfect. It was just perfect. Yeah, I brought up a, a photo. Yeah, thank you. This is reminding me totally. Yeah, that was a lovely look, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I love the dress too. That it had the there was small holes, yeah, uh, circular holes to see through to the skin there. So the dots are are applied onto the skin, but the skin are also dots and and uh, even the uh, the makeup. Oh, that one eye was basically like the it was it was the white um, makeup sort of thing, but the one eye was not covered in white makeup. Um, yeah, I really loved Got Mick's look there. Mm-hmm. And if you watch her makeup tutorial, it's so interesting to see how she does it too. Because she actually did the full face first and then painted the like skin tone areas. So she did the full oh. face in white and then paints the skin tone. So it's actually makeup, but it looks like her skin. Well, that's that's a really smart move. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You would put the dark over top of the, you know, the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so then next up was Candy. And Candy wore this uh, very interesting, like, 60s-inspired sheer uh, mini dress that, honestly, not colors I would have chosen. Brown and blue and orange. But... It looked really good on her. And this is the wig I was talking about that's actually a Got Mix wig. Oh, that's Got Mix wig? Pretty sure. Either it's Got Mix wig or it's Candy's wig and Got Mick used it at one point. But, so I actually have a theory that this outfit was meant to be Candy's sheer outfit from the very first episode. Because yeah. you know how the one group had to do uh, the vamp look and the lady look. And the other group had to do the sheer look and the, the, oh. the other look, whatever. But because they don't know which group they're going to be in in the first challenge, they have to bring both. So I think that Candy just used her sheer look. Who oh, no. Uh, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting theory there. Um... You know, that that they may have had their dresses already prepared ahead of time, but then they may have switched them up for when to to have them. To me, this outfit doesn't seem like Candy's best drag. It, it... It's a little too busy. I I only have the... uh, I only have a photo... I'm a photo Mm -hmm. of her um, front here. It's a little busy. I did like the little details. So she's wearing... Like a lime green earrings. There's a little lime green uh, bow tie here, and she has lime green nails. 
But what I mean, um, what I mean is, it doesn't feel like Candy's drag. Like no. to me, it doesn't feel like Candy. It feels like a look, which is good. It's a good look, but it doesn't feel like Candy's drag. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. This doesn't feel club. It doesn't feel club at all. Like, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it. So if I had to state my least favorite on the runway, it would be Candy's. Because um, I would almost say Rosé's was my least favorite. Oh, um, see, I really like but... Rosé's, except that I don't think it fit her very well. Well, I think that was, I think that was the, sh- I think she was trying to do a different shape. She was trying to do some kind of shapes that were kind of coming off the body sort of thing. Um, uh, playing around with a fabric that, you know, this, this traditional fabric does not do this, but she was, you know, playing well, with no, she it. Did, she did some pleats. She did some cowling, um, some draping. Which is a traditional thing for, because she was wearing, um, what, what did they call that? Plaid. Tar- tartan. Tartan. Plaid. Tartan be, be to her Scottish heritage and stuff like that. Actually, it was interesting in the interview. You finally understood a little bit more of that Scottish heritage because I keep using air quotations because I'm like, I don't hear a Scottish accent in you at all. Because she was um, born and in Scotland. She was. And she spent the first like five years of her life over there or something like that, mm-hmm. then moved over. But um, I don't know. I don't, I, I was like, this is your dress? Like, like, I, I, I did I, I really loved the idea. Like to me it was it was like kilt in reverse, kilt done every way, but I did think it was too much, like too big. Because it felt bulky watching her walk down the runway. Like she had oh, yeah. shape. She managed to have shape, but it felt like she was four or five sizes bigger than she actually is. Well, and that's down to the fabric. Yeah. You know. Tartan is uh is great like it's amazing what she was able to do with it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Simone Simonia. Oh my, like that uh, that was pretty elegant. So I love the way that this dress when her sleeves are like in her body when her arms were down, it looked like the sleeves were part of the gown. And then she lifts up her arms and they're actually just long extended sleeves. Haha, we had a vote for Pumation. Uh, yes the sleeves down to the oh that was just down to the floor beautiful and elegant uh oh oh ian's in here ian's here i'm late to the show sorry did we talk about how candy looked like someone else painted oh i don't you know what so they said during the show not this episode but previous episodes that Candy is a makeup artist. And like Mick acknowledged that Candy actually has more certifications in makeup than Mick does. So yeah, we- I, I imagine that like Candy was probably playing around with her makeup during the show, trying to give some different things. And I think this is one episode where doing her makeup, she did it well. She did it right. Now, if someone else did her makeup for her, then that would explain why she did it right. But... <laughs> well, let me take a look at the photo again. Well, her eyebrows are a little different than she normally does them. Um. So if this, down, if maybe she got some advice. Um. Yeah, they seem a little shorter, to be honest. Um. 
But if this was supposed to be your drag, though, too, like, yeah, this doesn't really look like Candy's makeup, per se. Um, But then again... Same same with the outfit, so... You know, and and when it comes to Rosé's makeup, I'm not too sure if I like that makeup look, to be honest, but I think it does look like Rosé. It looks like Rosé's makeup, and I do like it. I just, uh, I think that her freckles probably... I mean, when I see freckles on someone, I think of Juicebox from Canada's Drag Race. And Juicebox's freckles look amazing. They don't necessarily look real, but they look really good. Whereas Rosé's freckles looked fake. Yeah. But when it comes to Got Mick, though, that, like, that was a true Got Mick kind of look. That was Got and, Mick all the way and yeah. just gorgeous. Gorgeous. And Simone Simonia. Yeah. My God. Oh, my God. The jewels in her cornrows. Yes. It yes, was just such queen. a good detail. And to have no jewels anywhere else but just in her hair and her earrings, like, fantastic. Yeah. It was actually a really simple outfit. Yeah, yeah. So the fabric, though, was it kind of like a two tone old sort lady? Eighties old? No. <laughs> it was though. I, it's what I. It's I want to imagine that kind of semi metallic, um, really like coarse, um, but lightweight fabric that a lot of like women's dresses were like the old the like the eighties bridesmaids dresses. That's kind of what that... Like you're, you're talking like sateen? Yeah, like a you're sateen. Talking about? Like a really, really weird fabric and not a fun fabric to work with, but it looked gorgeous. Oh my so, God, beautiful. That's all that matters. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so we're, we're getting some questions here <clears throat> about the, the get, you know, painting sort of thing here. So uh, questions whether or not like um, Candy was painted by Got Mick... Um, I, 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 so what I am taking from this whole journey as well, sorry, my voice is going, is that, uh, RuPaul is also looking for a a second makeup artist. I get this impression (laughs) because throughout this entire program, RuPaul's like, oh, you did that cop make? Oh, you do makeup for blah, blah, blah. Oh, you did. And I'm like, I'm like, Raven, uh... (laughs) So this is a theory. This is a theory you have. This is my theory. This is no uh, unsupported, unsupported. But I'm getting the impression that uh, RuPaul is looking for a new makeup artist (laughs) to do her face. (laughs) I think she's very happy with Raven. I think she's happy with Raven. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, you know, moonlighting or something like that, especially with COVID and if Ru's going to have to jump pond, you know. Right. And, well, we all know that Rue's not going to paint herself, so. Is she going to be in Australia? She already filmed it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's already filmed. It, it filmed <laughs> a while ago. Um, but she was in Australia, though? She was, she was. doing that? She had to. Oh, okay. She went to Australia. She quarantined. All that fun stuff. So did Michelle. Where did uh, so sorry I'm I'm going off I'm going off the uh, off topics but where where did they film was it in Sydney or Melbourne in New or? Zealand they filmed in Auckland I'm sorry what I I yeah. thought there was this Drag Race Australia well it's Drag Race Down Under so it's Australia and New Zealand queens oh okay. 
That just seems messed up. <laughs> Why? Why? They're they're like they're right beside each other. And UK technically, like Scotland and Ireland are not Britain, so But it's the United Kingdom. It's not so united anymore. Well, no, it's it's still United Kingdom. But, so Wales. So they had wa- Welsh people in there. They had English people in the there. Thing. They it's had Scottish. Drag Race Down Under. It's not Drag Did... Race Australia. It's Drag Race Down Under. Well, so. Down Under always says Australia to me, not New Zealand. But I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a, that's a bad thing. That you know. But these are two. They're two different countries, and and they all they see themselves as two different cultures and everything too. Mm-hmm. Like it's just weird merging well we'll see how it goes <laughs> obviously is there going to be a competition between like you know australian queens versus new zealand queens probably <laughs> just like there's competition between the scottish queens and the british queens and the irish queens and the and the uh the welsh queens like it's all the same those are all different countries english 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 yeah, welsh english. scottish irish there we go welsh uh, Australia, UK, S3. So oh. what that's saying is that Australia, UK season three, and international all-stars have already filmed, and RuPaul hosted all three of them. Uh, international all-stars just filmed in uh, the UK, I believe, actually, um, at the same soundstage, uh, just in March. So it just happened. Um and then uh, Rue is uh, casting for season 14 happened in January. So that'll be filming this summer. And All-Star 7, of course, will be filming as well because Rue can't get enough of herself. Oh and my god! Drag Race Season 2 starts filming in May. <laughs> so. The poor... We're always the poor cousins, damn it. <laughs> well, we don't get RuPaul, which means we probably don't have those insane contracts. So international then. So did we get anyone from season one of Canada's Drag Race competing in the international one? Do we know? We, yeah, there. You're shaking your head. Yes. Okay. I do. I'm uh, aware of two Canadian queens who are competing on international all stars, but that would be a spoiler, and I am not going to say that here. But if you want okay. to find out, it's all on Google. Just Google it. You'll know. It, they have those YouTube videos. I just, I was enjoying it because I follow a bunch of the queens on Twitter. And of course, when they disappear for a month and they come back, people notice. So that is correct. Those two that are in the comments right now. Um, But uh, when they come back, they always are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like my phone broke. And then uh, (laughs) one of the British queens was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I slipped. I broke both my thumbs and my mommy took away my phone. Oh my god! They they know they know that people know that they're disappearing, so they don't even try and hide it anymore. But they can't say they're on it, so they just play it up. I thought they would have taken like the winners of the various seasons, but okay. Well, that would be the winner season, which which, I'm sure which they is could they soon. could who knows yes. who knows. I'm sure it's happening. Oh my gosh! Um, so, oh anyways, gosh. back to the episode. The final yeah. four came down the runway. They got their critiques. Everyone was a positive critique. They talked to the photos of themselves. Lots of people oh. cried. 
RuPaul fake cried. And in the end, they all had to lip sync for their life. Oh, yes. yes Individually. Every single one. Individually to Whitney Houston. Which song was it again? It was... I don't remember. What you looking at? Da, 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 da. No, it wasn't that one. No, that was not right. Why are you looking at me? No, it wasn't that one. Oh, it'll come to me. <laughs> Winner's season will include Canada's Drag Race season three winner, Rowena Way. Wait, what? Did he just type that? <laughs> yes. How dare you? How dare you? You are banned. Banned. <laughs> hey, I've already, I previously told Ian that I will be competing against Yaya Torres in season three of Canada's Drag Race. This is my mission. It's going to happen. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, I forgot to turn our names back on here. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> with runner-up Tiffany Morgan, I hope you're going to say, Ian. Oh, of like, course. Hello- with, uh, with Miss Congeniality, Tiffany Morgan. <laughs> Fresh out of rehab. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Basically, all that amounted to no one went home. Yeah, all those nose hairs were plucked to go- cause the uh, the uh, you know the waterworks and stuff like that. But no one went home. No one. All went four home, are and going. We have a final four. Surprised? No. Do you, Do you think they're just hedging their bets for like you know so, in case someone gets COVID and can't film the last episode? So the last episode was filmed last week. Um, they actually filmed a full finale, like in an auditorium, so very similar to previous seasons. And I have the tea that it is going to be lip sync battles, so just like previously where it's two versus two and then the final two. So I'm very excited to see, um, because I do believe that all four are good lip syncers, but I actually yeah. think that unfortunately because of the structure, I don't think Gottmik is going to win. And whereas I think that Gottmik probably could win otherwise. Well, let's just say that I think everyone's a winner. <laughs> I think everyone's a winner. Prizes. <laughs> Participation prizes. Exactly. Exactly. All you poor millennials. Uh, <laughs> uh, who do I think will actually come home with the with the crown? I I don't, I wonder if it, I, I bounce between Candy and Simone. See, I think, I think Simone will win. Um, I, I think that she has earned it. Um, although I do think that, so here's my, here's my rundown. I want, <laughs> I want Rosé to win because I think that she's the most talented, um, and the most professional, and probably has worked the hardest. Um, however, I I think that Got Mick should win, um, and because of all these hurdles that she's had to face, and how just good she came out on the show, even though she didn't know she was going to be. But I think that Simone will win because of her track record and because she has that charisma when performing 
that the judges love and the audience loves. And I have loved every one of her performances. So if she can bring anything new, I think that she'll win. I, Candy's a good lip syncer. I think she might win a lip sync battle. I don't know who she's going to lip sync against, but I think she might win one. But I don't think she'll win. And if she does win, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> and I won't be upset if Candy wins. I I think Rosé's not uh, is not going to be like she. I don't think she's going to win this. Um, uh, how? Why? Why do I think she's not going to win this? I, I, I think she's. Year, I think she's a great. In a year that included Black Lives Matter, and Black Trans Lives Matter, and so many uh, legislations put out against trans lives, I think that this is the year. I mean, last year was the year to have a winner who was a person of color, but this year is really the year to have a winner who is a person of color or a person who is not a cis white man. So politically speaking, I think that Simone or Nick should win, but I think that they will win based on their talent because I think that they both deserve to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Got Mick, I think is a, I, I think Got Mick's a winner in the at the end of this anyway. We we've yeah. discovered that Got Mick can is a chameleon, uh, can be thrown into challenges and come up. Do I blend to, in with this uh, uh, on top. Hawaiian background? What? Do I blend in with my Hawaiian background? No, no, you don't. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no you don't. Um, but like she. she uh, rises to the top is a star is like i think rupaul said it in the tiktok interviews you are a star you are definitely a star and whatever you do is gonna gonna go well sort of thing um you got huge talent mm-hmm. uh it, huge it, it winner i don't I, I, winner i don't know i don't know candy yeah great great talent there too rose Really great talent and really great rosé, really great mm-hmm. performer. But I like when it comes to I, I maybe I'm leaning more to Simone than uh, winning this uh, this uh, child uh, this season. She flips. Um, she you said candy. Did I? I said candy first, didn't I? You did. Well, I, well, I said oh, between I said between candy and Simone tonight. I said between candy and Simone. We got to find out tonight. Reunion. That's right. Tonight's, Tonight's the reunion. reunion. We don't have to make That's great. any predictions. So let me... Uh, no predictions. I had major issues. So, uh, yeah, between Candy and Simone, like, I'm I'm like one of them. I think that, yeah, it'd be a nice twist if Candy won, and then you'd have people just up in arms, but they'd be so engaged, though, too. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, That's true. But we get to watch it. So I had issues streaming it uh, last week's episode, so that's why I was, uh, like, I had to watch it, like, three, four times to, like, be able to oh. watch it. So so thank you for reminding me about the outfits there. Um, no oh! No we, we got a big comment here. If Candy wins, I'm with Rowena. I will be upset. <laughs> As a betting man, I would say Rosé will win, and Gottmik deserves all the praise she is getting. Not saying Simone does not deserve to win. Okay. So some people are saying um, Rosé. They think Rosé will win. Hmm. I mean, I would be good for any of the three of the four. 
<laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay. Not like, yeah, that, that's about it. That's all I have to say on that matter. But so tonight's episode is the reunion. We get to see all the tea come out. I always like watching it. Um, I, sometimes it turns out to be a little lackluster, but uh, I think there'll be some, some interesting discussions. And uh, I'm betting that Rue is actually in drag for this one and not in a face mask. It was terrible last terrible. year. Terrible. Oh. oh my god. Like couldn't she, couldn't she even like she chose not to even try. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do her makeup. So um, And that's why I feel totally entitled to do this show without putting on a lip <laughs> a lick of lipstick. <laughs> because you are just as famous as RuPaul. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not delusional at all. <laughs> delusion. 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 So I wanted to... Yeah, there we go. Oh. That's not the right poster, girl. No, I know it's not the right poster, but it's the only one that I have laying around right wow. now. So, the so that's out. not the right date. That's not the right date. But, um, so there is, Boa's coming to Kingston. Is Boa still coming to Kingston? Boa's still coming to Kingston, right? Boa was coming on March 20, or May 29th, which is after the new stay-at-home order ends. So, no, 26th? May 26th? Oh, I've lost track. It's a Saturday. (laughs) No, I got it. One sec. It is May 29th. I was right. May 29th. May 29th, yeah. yeah. It's a Saturday, May 29th. Not what this poster says, because this poster had to be changed twice because of yes. COVID. Thank you, COVID. So, presumably, it's still that date. We'll find out if it's not, and we'll let everybody know. But but go to, a, go to Eventbrite. Go to Eventbrite. However, you can also go to my virtual bingo. So no matter what the lockdown status is, this is still happening, because it's virtual, and you can't <laughs> get COVID through your computer. So, variant uh, covid virus follow it it'll be on zoom and instagram there will be prizes and it's free to play um and all donations and all tips will be uh given to harris kingston through the pwa bike rally which i am participating in this year assuming it happens so participate in my bingo and donate yay participate in your bingo Don't mess with my bingo. Don't mess with my bingo. Well, I think we're done for the night, girl. That's that's the episode. We just had well, a- and I okay. Yeah. Sorry. What did you want to say? Well, uh, you know, if, if you're watching this live right now, tune in for Tiffany TV tomorrow, Saturday, uh, nice. April the seventeenth at seven p.m. And uh, it'll be uh, another shit show. So uh, join in for that. And uh, and I hope to see you there, too. Um, to see you there. Yeah. Listen uh, to our podcast. You can go to our website, themapletea.ca, uh, to find to, the links. You can... Yeah. You can go to Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, you can go to Google Podcasts and tune in um, to get all of your podcast maple tea needs 
Exactly. And, uh, you know, can, you can follow us on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. The Maple Tea. Uh, and on and, our uh, personal you... Instagrams and Facebooks. Roby yeah, away. and if you follow us on Facebook, uh, on, our, on our page, you'll get notifications when we go live. Which is very important. You need reminders. Very important. You need reminders. Well, good night, everyone. Thanks for listening or watching with us. And we will see you next week for more What's the Maple Tea? All right. Later, sweet peas. Bye-bye.